Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan, and in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And as I bring you the stories of these amazing women, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less, it makes you more. So I was trying on a pair of jeans the other day and I did not like how they looked on my thighs. It's definitely one of the areas that I've always been a little overcritical of to say the least. And I started down that rabbit hole of, ugh, my thighs, and I just don't feel comfortable in these. And man, I wish that I had legs that look different. And then I caught myself. And I started to think, Megan, how many times have you told yourself in your life that you don't like your thighs? Okay, a a lot. Mm. In any of those times when you've told yourself that, Did your thighs magically get smaller? Hell no. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. What about you guys? How many things on your body do you pick apart every single day? And how many times does that negative lashing, has that ever changed the way that your body looks? No. No. What it does is propel you farther into that hole of self-hate. If somebody would have told me a year and a half or two years ago that I would be preaching this message of self-love and body acceptance, I would have laughed in your face. I never, ever would have believed it because I never thought that that was something that was possible for me truly in the depths of my soul, never thought it. I would see women on Instagram who preached it and who would post pictures and mark out their flaws and talk about that the only way they can ever get really, truly success is by loving the skin they're in today. And I thought, good God, you freaking nutbags. That is a whole load of crap. But it's not. (laughs) I'm one of those nutbags now. Like, I'm one of those people that you see that you are thinking, she's crazy. Like, that life is never for me. And in my years of those vicious cycles, in my years of self-hate, in my years of the disordered eating and addictions to exercise and my body dysmorphia, I really truly at the depths of my soul thought that I would be happy and that all of my answers to life's magical questions and all of my struggles would be found and released as soon as I became the smallest version of myself. I've said this a thousand times because it's so true. And, or if I hit this magical number on the scale that everything would be better, but it never was because there's always less. And ironically, the smaller that I became, the more deep my struggles were the more anxious I was, the more I actually hated myself. In the time that I was the smallest, I was the most miserable I had ever been in my whole life. And again, not 
to sound preachy, but that was because I never loved myself. And I was never going to. I was never going to be satisfied with where I was until I found a way to actually love and accept myself. And I'm not going to stand here and tell you that now that I have that, that I love and embrace myself every day and that I don't have flaws or I don't see anything. That's crap. I just told you in the beginning of this podcast, I was trying on jeans and I was picking apart my thighs. Like I could go ahead and rattle off the things that I don't feel secure about. But here's the difference. I now recognize when I begin in that negative cycle. And that was the transformation. The beginning of the transformation, I should say. That is the tipping point. And that is exactly what I'm going to walk you guys through today. The steps that I take to work through that and the steps that I'm taking every single day to continue that practice of self-love and self-acceptance. And it is just that. It's a practice. That means that every single day... I am doing the steps that I need to do so I can grow stronger in that area, so that I can be better, so that those thoughts and feelings of negativity are less impactful and the positive ones aren't a struggle to find or to work at. They're now a habit. They're now instinct. I'm leading with that positive. I'm leading with the self-love and acceptance and grace and not the self-loathing and the hate and the picking apart everything that I dislike. So the steps that I have, the first one that I said is being very aware of that negative cycle. 90% of the words that we hear day in and day out don't come from external sources. They come from the chatter in our mind. And we believe what we hear. We believe what we say. And we believe what we think. So if we are hearing and thinking and constantly saying either out loud or internally to ourselves, all of this negativity and all the reasons why we are not worth it and all the reasons why we don't look good or we don't feel good, we're going to believe that. We're going to believe it. But that takes, that's the process, right? Like that's the steps to change that language. And so the very first step is just acknowledging it. Just noticing how often it's actually happening. Because I guarantee it's happening so much more than you ever even notice or you ever realize. And then you have to acknowledge and feel what you're saying. Don't try to change it. Don't run away from that. Let it sink in. Listen to what you're telling yourself. And then start to get curious as to why you're telling yourself that. Where is that thought coming from? Where is that emotion coming from? And the really hard part is then feeling that emotion. Not brushing it under the rug. Not ignoring it. But really embracing it. And sitting in that really uncomfortable space. You know, that space where growth comes from. The, the uncomfortableness. Because we don't grow and we don't change when we're comfortable. 
we only grow and change when we are uncomfortable. And the more that we suppress and run from those emotions, the more we are just stacking them deep down inside of us and packing them away and holding on to all of that negative emotion. It's not until we start to acknowledge and feel it that we can begin to release it. So once you have just realized that negative cycle and you're acknowledging it and feeling it, now the golden question, right? So how do I change it? How do I move myself out of that? And these are the key things that I work with all of my one-on-one clients with. And it's, it's a handful of steps and everybody approaches this in a really different manner because it really needs to truly work specifically for you. So uh, just listen to some of these and, and take it all with a grain of salt. See what feels comfortable for you. See what is appropriate for you right now. Because if you're pushing yourself to be in a mental or emotional space where you're not ready for, it's not going to stick. It's not going to feel well. But that doesn't mean that you can't get there. It just means that we have to keep working a little bit until we are opened up to that. So one of the very first ways that I tell all my one-on-one clients to do as we are, we're working through this is to switch from fear to gratitude. And, you know, I talk gratitude, I think, in every single podcast, but that's because I'm realizing how important it is. So instead of being fearful of our body changing, instead of being fearful of the way we look or what that means, we need to start to find things that we are grateful for. I'm grateful that the thighs that I picked apart in those jeans allow me to squat as heavy as I can. I am grateful that I actually just get to get out of bed and move in the morning. I, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be monumental. It can be a big thing or it can be minute. But finding things that you're grateful for in the same way then that you're identifying things about yourself that you love. I make all my one-on-one clients in the morning say three things that they love about themselves. And it can feel really gross. It can feel really icky. Because what I also encourage them to do is do that while they're looking at themselves in the mirror. And that's where it feels super creep town. Because it's unnatural. Because we're not programmed to do that. But we need to start to rewire our brain in that way. And we do that by doing it over and over and over again. And I don't care if the first things that they say are, I like that I have blonde hair. Cool. Great. Let's roll with it. But eventually, we start to identify other things, other things externally about ourselves that we like and we can appreciate and celebrate. And coupled with that, I don't want to make it all about the external. I don't want to make it all about the physical. I also encourage them to find things and to celebrate things of themselves that has nothing to do with their physical body. Because that's not the important part of us. The people in our lives that really, really, truly love us, they don't love us because our stomach is flat. They don't love us because our arms don't jiggle. And if they do, you got to find some new people in your life. Let's be real. Let's cut them out. They love you because of the internal things that you give them. And you need to start to celebrate that in yourself as well. 
and find that and realize that that is so much more important than anything that you're ever going to put out physically or externally. Positive affirmations is a huge piece piece that I practice and again, all my one-on-one clients practice as well. And that's finding a flow that works for them. Some of them write some positive affirmations on a sticky and put it on their mirror. Other have it come up as a reminder on their phone. I take my affirmations to the step of, again, going back to that mirror and looking at myself dead in the eye and focusing on myself as I say them. And my affirmations change depending on the different area in my life that I'm wanting to expand on in that certain season of my life. But a lot of my affirmations for me come down to reminding myself that I am worthy. That I am worthy of loving myself. That I am worthy of having a body that I am proud of. That I am worthy of having a body that I love and that I celebrate and that I nourish and honor and treat with respect. And then I have value, that I have value to give beyond my physical attribute, at, attributions, attributes, <laughs> that word, that word. That's why I can like say them to myself in the mirror and not out loud. And it doesn't matter if I stumble over my words because I still have value, even if I slur up my words and I'm still worthy of love and respect, even if I stumble on my words, because that doesn't matter. And journaling and future pacing are another two huge, huge go-tos of mine. I get very automatic when I journal uh, on that pen to paper, and a lot of a lot of things come can come out, and I can make a lot of realizations when I journal. Especially if I'm having a really tough time, I really go back and I head to that journal, and I try to dig into what's happening. And then I'm making sure that I'm coming from a place of future pacing, the place of I'm coming from a place of I already have this, like I'm grateful for a body that I love, not I will be grateful when I have a body that I love. No, 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 is I'm talking about it as if it is here. Because again, we believe what we think and say in here. So if I'm constantly coming from a place of it already is, I'm believing that. I'm creating that reality. I get to own that. And a couple other things is cut the shit out of your life that does not make you feel good. If that is somebody that you are following on social media and they are making you feel less than, stop following them. And they they might not even be doing it on purpose and that's okay. They're not trying to make you feel that way. That's something in you and that's okay. that's all right to say. But if it's not helping you move forward, get rid of it. If it's toxic people in your life that are not on social media that are actually around you, find ways to distance yourself. If it's a pair of jeans that you have hanging up on a hanger that fit you in 2014 and they don't fit you now, get rid of them. Why the fuck are you holding on to them? Seriously, get rid of them. It's only that negative reminder. It's every time you look at them, you feel like crap because you don't fit into them. Why are you keeping it? Why do we hold on to that baggage and allow ourselves to feel so bogged down by this? We do. We all do. I'm totally guilty of it myself. But start to pay attention to what makes you feel good and what doesn't. 
And why are we sticking with the things that don't make us feel good? We can only truly change when we accept our bodies where they are at. We have to love them. We have to honor them. It's okay to know that you want to change. You're not stuck where you're at. It's a season of your life. And you can change tomorrow. You can change in a month. But until you love yourself today, you will never truly have that change.